everybody, it's Reggie Williams, founder and CEO of Ambrosia for Heads. And with me, I have Jake Payne, our editor-in-chief. And together, this is our What's the Headline podcast. And today, we have a very, very special guest. One of the best producers, MCs ever. A man who's a co-founder of, Dig- of Digging in the Crates. Produced some of the greatest hits in hip-hop, including his own. We have the pleasure, if you don't know who I'm talking about, of having Diamond D grace our, 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 our podcast today. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Yeah. Great to see you again. Yeah, good last to see you. It's been a while. Yeah, last time we caught up, I think, was Dilla Weekend, back in like 2015 or so. Uh, right. Great weekend down in Miami. Yes, yeah, sir. Man. Yeah. I saw you May of 2019, man. If we only knew what the world had in store for us then. Right you before know. COVID. Right before, man, you were with my man Ime from Pittsburgh, and uh, we got a great interview in. So yeah, that's right, Lower Manhattan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In the East Village, man. Well, it's great to have you here. When you told me the good news, and you've been posting about it on Instagram, you know, I always get excited for a Diamond D album, man. You and I have gone back eighteen or nineteen years, and right. you know, the rear view uh, you know, coming out August nineteenth. But it, it begins with a Chris Rock intro where, right. he's, where he's talking with Sway and recalls hanging out with Dave Chappelle and realizing you were an all-time great. Great way to set off the album. Yeah, I thought so, too. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, man. So, I mean, how did it feel to get that acknowledgement from two all-time greats of their craft like Chris and Sway? Um, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of ill, ill, Jake, because... Um, you know, a lot of people discover me late. You know, if you weren't around that wave in the early 90s, you know what I mean? So uh, to hear somebody like Chris Rock say it, and I wasn't in the room when he said it. Okay. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it felt genuine. And I was like, you know, this would be an ill way to start the album off. Mm. Right, so, yeah. It most definitely is. And I mean, I know Chris to be, um, the last time I saw Chris, was at one of the hip hop honors and he came in the room as, you know, tribe, you know, rest in peace fight for getting interviewed. I mean, he is a devout right. hip hop head. So, oh, yeah, definitely. you know, that's coming from a great, great source. Now, you know, obviously you and you and Talib Kweli put out the Gotham album. And am I correct yeah. that you made a trip to Yellow Springs, Ohio? Yeah, I went out there a few times, hung out with Dave, yeah, Chris was out there. You know, that's probably when Dave, you know, when I met Chris out there, we sat around and we chopped it up. Probably probably later on that night is when Dave was like, yo, you know, you ever you ever checked out Diamond stuff? Yeah. You know, and then that might have been the premise for Chris to even take the dive into my uh, my catalog of the songs that I've done and produced as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, had you and Chris ever bumped into each other, just both being New Yorkers? Um, In passing. Mm hmm. You know, but um, yeah, you know, it, it it caught me by surprise. You know, I imagine so. And I mean, what was that that Ohio experience like? Because I mean, out of it now, we know we got a Black Star album out of it. You right. know, all the amazing stuff that I've only heard about. Obviously, you know, neither Reg nor I have have gone out. But you know, what was that experience like for you, especially in the times of just like being able to kind of be on a retreat with fellow artists like that? <clears throat> you know. It was good because Dave made sure he made sure everyone was safe. You know, as early as um spring spring twenty twenty, Dave had nurses and he had the actual COVID testing machine at his house. You know, he had the same machine people were, you know, making um reservations to get, if mm. you will. You know, and he had nurses around the clock. So everyone Everyone was safe COVID-wise. And, um, you know, I, I sent Talib about 10 beats. Talib said, yo, you know, send me some music. At this time, he was he was um, out in L.A. doing his podcast. He was staying out there. So I sent him 10 joints. And then two weeks later, I went out there to do his podcast. And I said, yo, which one did you pick? <laughs> he said, oh, no, nah. I rounded like nine of them. And that became the premise to the Gotham album. Wow. Um, just to touch on that, because, you know, it, it all relates to, 
you know, to Dave Chappelle and, you know, the whole thing. Just wanted to touch on that real quick. Yeah, you know, I, I listen to Brother Ali's podcast a lot, and he was one of the folks, I don't know if he was out there when you were, but he told this story of, like, him and Michelle Wolf and some other people getting coffee. And I, one of the things I like about the idea of Yellow Springs is you have all of these different artists from different kind of pockets. Some can be comedians, some can right. be singers. So for you and the trips you were out there, was there – Somebody you bonded with that, you know, might be, you know, that, that, that's a little bit outside the Diamond D nucleus or sphere? Uh, Michelle Wolf. Mm. Yeah, you know, me, me and Michelle, you know, that's that that's my girl right there. You know, she's mad funny. But um, she would definitely fall into that category. You know, Michelle Wolf and, all, and also um, Donnell Rawlings. Okay. Yeah. At your man, Ashley Larry and all that, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, you know, good vibes all around. May, uh, at the end of... Yeah, you know, Dave, he's a hip-hop head. Big time. At the end of 2019, Reggie, uh, gave me two tickets to see Dave in Philly, me and, me and my, my lady, and Donnell opened up the show, and I'd never seen him live before. I'd seen Dave before. Donnell literally had me falling out of my seat. But nah, Uh, he's mad funny. Yeah. He's mad funny. Hilarious. Yeah, I saw the documentary that Dave did on that whole experience, the whole COVID experience, and everything you described is shown in that movie. You know, you see all the COVID testing, they were like super, super on it, but it also... Yeah, yeah, oh, no, no, they they, they took it seriously. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that we we were all able to hang out in a bubble where everybody was, you know, COVID free. You know, that only enhanced the creativeness because you weren't worrying about catching COVID. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so this is this is spring 2020. Yeah. 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 So one of your early singles from this album is called Faithful. It's got West Side Gun on it. Banger. One of many on the on the album. Thank you. I gotta say Griselda, you know, obviously, you know, follows in the footsteps of crews like DITC. And I know Buck Wild was present for some of their album. How did you and Gun cross paths? You know, um, I be in Atlanta a lot, and I you know I got word that he was in Atlanta, and I said, "Yo, Gun, yo, slide by the studio. You know, I want to play you some joints or whatever." And he came, and um, at the end of the day, I gave him a beat, and he said, and and he um slid me a verse. You know, it was it, it, it was it was love all the way around. Um. That's basically how it happened. I, I reached out to him. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And you know, I, I know, I know he's a you know he's a big fan of Big L, you know, and the, and the whole DITC clique. And um, you know, yo, he came to the studio, Reg. Like, yo, what up, D? Mm. You know, awesome. and um, he blazed it. You know, one take. He did. So you know, Atlanta's definitely popping, and it's been popping for hip hop for quite some time. But it's a very different kind of. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no love for boom bap down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how how is that? You know, how has that helped your career, your creativity to be down there in a different environment? Mm. Well, um, it really hasn't. You know, I'm still I'm still a boom bap artist. You know, clearly you can hear that if 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 you listen to my album. Um, you know, I'm you know. I miss New York, but you know, just for that, just just for that, you know, I get love down here, but you know, not on the radio, you know, mix shows maybe, you know what I mean. But that's not a Diamond D issue. That's that's the industry as a whole, you know what I mean. For the most part, Boom Bap lives on Sirius XM. Yeah, you and know, and I'm a Boom Bap artist, and, and I'm just keeping it a thou wow. Yeah, yeah, you no, know? so. But- it's interesting, though, and you and I have talked about this before because, you know, we're just coming up on the, every August, you know, it's the anniversary of the 95 Source Awards. And I, I think you left a comment, D, on, on the Ambrosia IG of like, yo, I was there. Yeah. And that was the night, you know, that 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 outcast, uh, you know, three stacks said the South has something to say. Right. And you were one of the first artists beyond the South that those guys worked with. You know, you remixed yeah. them. I know it was after that. But, yes. So to hear you say that is interesting because you were one of the guiding hands of, you know, boom bap traditional hip hop that showed love to the South. 
Yeah, when I did that remix for Southern Playlistic. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, one time I ran into Big Boy at a party and he said, Yo, D, you know, I wanna you know, I wanna say thank you because you know, you were one of the people, not the only one, but you were one of the people who helped break us with the New York audience. Mm. And you know, the fact that he acknowledged that to me personally, I thought was, you know, I thought that was official. Mm. You know what I mean? And um yeah, that's crazy, right? So what? Oh, go ahead. Artists, you know, one of the things that I've noticed is you're really, really intentional about having new artists on your album. You know, that's been since day one. Why is that important to you? Um, I'm still a fan of hip hop, Reg. You know, I'm still a fan of hip hop. Um, my first album dropped 30 years ago next month. Crazy. Wow. And here we are, 30 years later. I got a single with one of the hottest dudes in the game. You know, um, that that's a testament. Yeah. And, and and as humble as I am sometimes, even I can acknowledge that fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm still here doing what I love. You know, it, 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 it's fun again for me. You know, you know? When, when your album dropped, you know, it was still the cassette era, right? And, <laughs> and I, had, I had a cassette. It was very important what you put on, on, your, on, on your cassettes, right? And I had one side was the chronic, the other side was stunts, blunts, and hip hop. It was mm. still the perfect cassette for me. Two best albums of the year, two of the best wow. of all time. Incredible. You know? I appreciate that, Reg. Of course, of course. So, you know, what do you look for in new talent? Because, you know, I know you're selective too. Um, lyrics, flow, you know, swag. What you're talking about is important. You know, um, I consider myself someone very knowledgeable. So you know, if, if you only if, if if you're only talking about some shit that's down here, I might not really gravitate towards you because that that's already been been did and done. Um, but you know, I was a fan of Griselda just for what they stood for. Mm. You know, selling out selling out tours. You know, with no radio play. You know, you know, beats between 82 beats PM and 85 beats PM, you know, and they, they hit a nerve with their fans. You know what I mean? And I respected that as far as them being New Yorkers who was rhyming like they were from New York, Mm -hmm. trying to rhyme over some trap shit. And I'm not knocking that. You know that's what the radio plays. So you know, if if you're trying to sell a gazillion records, of course you're gonna you're gonna um, you're gonna do what the radio, you know, is dictating at at that current time. So I respect the Griselda. You know what I mean. So I'm just glad everything worked out. You know, the single got it. You know, it's getting it's getting a lot, a lot of good reception too. Yeah, that's interesting. You talk about the BPMs. You know, you know where was that BPM range for like all that classic '90s hip hop? For the classic what? 90s hip hop. Um, <laughs> 92, 93, 94. Mm-hmm. You know, right around there. You know, right around there. Yeah. yeah. So Ashton Martin is somebody who's prominently on the album. What oh, yeah, that's my man. That's, yeah, yeah. He's he down in Atlanta. You know, nice. You know, Nice with the rhymes, nice with the singing. He do, he, he do it all. So in the time I've known you, Diamond, every time you put out an album, whenever we have these conversations, and we've had a few, always I'm like, yo, man, I, I really dig the album, man. I, I like it, but I want you to rap more. This album, man, the rear view, you more than delivered. Like, like where does that hunger come from? Was that something you know, related to the pandemic? Was it related to something else? Because there's more Diamond D verses per minute on here than there have been probably the last five projects you put out. <laughs> Yo, you got to remember, Jake, the last joints I put out, well, I was I was only in my in my producer hat. Yeah. You know what I mean? The last, the last joint I put out, you know, rhyming over a whole joint, was that was 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 that mixtape that huge Hefner shit? Yep. You know what I mean? And 
that was just something I did, you know. I shouldn't even have did it with, with, with the dude I did it with, but make a long story short, on the new album, oh yeah, yeah. You know, yo, Jake, I was I, I was always nice on the mic, I felt. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it just felt natural. Yeah. No, and you know, you could tell from the tone, my delivery, the shit I'm talking about. You know, it's definitely some grown man shit. But um, you know, it's still boom bap, it's still clean, you know, still digging for samples. Um I think it's my best joint lyrically ever. Yeah, I mean it's it's real some people are gonna say, you know, what well, stunts blunts. I wasn't rhyming like this at stunts blunts. You know, no if you've been in the game as long as I have and you still rhyme like you was when you came in the game, yeah. you should not be in the game, fam. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's evolution i like that i mean and, and with that said I'm, I'm curious you know and and I, I agree with everything you just said diamond but rear view can mean a lot of things you know you could you could be just passing through something you could be looking in retrospect you have really good cover art for this one but right. what does that concept mean to you know apply it to an album it means whatever you did in the past Honor it and respect it, but always move forward. Mm. <laughs> always move forward. I don't want to do an interview and talk about what I did 20 years ago. I really right. don't mean I don't respect it and acknowledge it because it's all made me who I am today. Right. But um, it's like the Miles Davis syndrome, right? Miles never wanted to do his hits. Mm. He always wanted to do the new shit. Yeah. You know, at concert. And it, it was a love-hate between him and his audience. Um, not trying to get too deep or nothing, but basically it just the rear view means, you know, don't look behind. Always look forward. And whatever you do. Yeah. Live in the present. Yes, sir. Now, this, this is the place where, where we can go deep. So don't hold back on going deep. We love that. Okay. You know, yeah. Prince was the same way. I'm a, I'm a diehard Prince fan. And, yeah. You know, he was the same way. You know, he would want to play the new album, and that was it. You know, right. Like, <laughs> but if you're, if you're a fan, you come in here to hear the fucking hits with all due respect. Yeah. You know, so I, I get it. You know, I get it. You know, it's like Lauren Hill with the um, Unplugged. Mm. Yeah, it's a good yeah. example. Oh, good, great example. Mm. So the whole crowd's like, "Yo, what's she going to do that joint that we hear on the radio?" <laughs> yeah, one of the lines that stuck out on me on the rear view was, "You said master the art of finance, get your floss right." Right. Can you can you say more about that? Well, for starters, don't live above your means. <laughs> <laughs> Don't live above your means, you know? Easier said than done. Well, I mean, I mean, Reg, every, every, everyone's grown at this point. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you're over 21, obviously the knowledge you have, you know, in your 40s is different from your 20s. But um, basically, just learn the art of the art of money, you know, because, um, a fool could come into a million and he'll he'll lose it. You know, not knowing what to do. So that no, that that was just a play on um for people to um learn financial wealth, you know, and, and what it means to strive for. You know, it's not about um buying stupid shit you really don't need, you know. How many stocks do you own? Mm. You know, what kind of um, retirement plan do you have lined up, if any? You know, do you do you even have life insurance? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you die, your family gonna have to pass around a cup. You know, get your shit together, yo. That's all. Reggie and I talk about that all the time. I, I love the fact that hip hop is in that space where. You know, great MCs like yourself, like, you know, Jay-Z, Royce, Fonte, you guys are talking about real things. I mean, whether it's financial literacy or it's health, and it seems like it resonates differently 
in these last five years than any other time that I've lived through, you know? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, so. Yeah. That was an ill bar right there. You um you have additional production on this one from from Knots and Focus, I think some other cats. As a true all time great, how what what's that feeling like? Is it like like letting somebody else drive your car? Like how does that work? Or is it is uh, it maybe you no? Know, every beat I picked is something that I would have made. Mm. So you know it was nothing. It was like yo, you know, I, you know I just write to this shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, you know, hey. Yo, I I love this album, Jake. I ain't gonna lie. I love I love this album a lot. I can see it on your face, man. You got a joy to you <laughs> that I haven't, you know, felt in a while. I, that's really like I mean that truly. Like it's great to see, yeah. you know. Sure. And you know, with that said, with Focus, you know, he's obviously part of the hit making team at Aftermath. Of course. Since, since you and I spoke last, um, you know, you put a photo up on IG of you and Dre. And you know Reggie just talked about his 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 mixtape with Stunts Blunts and the Chronic. We're coming into thirty years on two great albums that both of you made that same year. And to your point, Diamond, both of you are making great music today. What was that conversation like? I presume it was in L.A., but but talk to us about that. Um. Yeah. You know, I hooked up with Exhibit, and Exhibit said, "Yo, come on, we going to Dr. Dre's house." So I'm like, "All right, cool. That's what's up." So we go over there. I meet Dre and Dre says, yo, let's go down to the basement. I want to play you, you know, play you a couple of joints. Yo, the studio in the basement, it looked like <laughs> the hit factory that used to be on motherfucking 57th Street. Yep. The official shit where Michael Jackson used to record at. <laughs> the hit factory in his basement. Yeah. And for two hours, he played him a bunch of music. He played the new Marsha Ambrosius album. Nice. You know, he played a couple of solo joints. You know, all heat. I, I kid you not, all heat. Yeah. And before I left, I played the single for him that that Focus did. Okay. Um, the Live My Life joint. That's the next single, Live My Life. And got a good reception from Dre. It was my first time meeting him. Okay. You know, and then we all went down to dinner. Um, somewhere in um. Oh uh, man, uh, Santa Monica. Okay, it's a nice, um, it's a nice sushi spot over there. And um, after that, we shook hands, and then um, that was it. You know, yeah. You know, shouts out to Dr. Dre. That's so crazy, man. About, uh, oh, Chris Rock and what a hip hop head he is. I mean, one of the movies he did was Top Five, which is right. Everybody's got their favorite band. But for you, what's your top five producers list, like excluding yourself? Reg. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna name I'm gonna name five. They not in no order. Okay. They special though. You can't really you can't really only name five, but at this moment today, because you know, you could ask me tomorrow, I might give you another five, but today I will put Dre on that list. I will put knots on that list. Mm-hmm. I will put Dilla on that list, even though some say it might not be fair because you know he's been dead a number of years. Um That's three. Are we gonna count Dilla? Yeah, or no? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We count Dilla. Yeah, right. I said I said Dre, Knox, Dilla, Battle Cat. Mm. Nah, Battle Cat's the illest. Oh man, yeah. The illest. Yeah. With the chops, with the musicianship. Mm. And five. Mm. 
Pete Rock. I put Pete in there. Okay. 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 That's, a, that's an incredible list. Incredible list. Very original. Yeah. You know, one of the things right. I love about the album is you're looking forward and in the re rear view, but you're also using the album to allow people to give you your flowers, right? Right. So Chris Rock gave you your flowers on the intro, and there's an interlude with Fat Joe, the DFC brother, talks about how there would be no Fat Joe. There would be no, you know. The tree. Yeah, he, he names a bunch of names that would not exist. Now, Reg. If I would have said what Fat Joe said, I would be called an arrogant asshole. Yeah, yeah. But it was true. I mean, so okay. how, how powerful was that to hear from a guy who you truly did put on? Um, I never really thought about it until he said it. Mm. You know? And it all goes back to Jazzy J. You know? That's the tree. That's that's the tree. But to hear Joe put me as his tree, you know, um, she made me feel good. You know, it's the truth. You know, he's not bragging. He's speaking his truth. You know, and I, I wasn't there when he said it. He said it during the interview. Um, I mean, hey, I, I had to throw that on there, Red. I had to do it. <laughs> yeah. He went deep with it too. He had Pond, he had Pitbull, a lot yeah. of people. Khaled, yeah. So I know you produced Flojo, his first single. Yeah. Could you see in him the personality that, that he's become today? Could you see that back then? None of us really saw it. But what we did see was his hunger. We saw his hunger. Hmm. You know, it wasn't like Joe was one of the best MCs in DITC. You know, and that's no shade to him. That's just common knowledge. Uh, neither was I, for that mm -hmm. matter. Um, but to see how he's progressed, discovered pun, you know, started his own started his own thing, you know, and here it is 30 years later, you know, and we all see where he's at. Yeah still relevant um, as far as mainstream is concerned. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I definitely saw the hunger. No question. No. You, uh, your top five list, and I know that, like you said, that's today, tomorrow could be different. Funny enough, I said the same thing. Reggie and I did an episode recently looking at great MCs lists like that, and we asked each other that, which is not a question. Just like you, Diamond, I'm like, I don't like answering that, but I answered Right, and, and I said Postanus. That was on my list, and I was so delighted to first see when you listed the features, but then get a chance to get an early listen of your collaboration. And and much like yourself, I mean, you got to earn a plug one verse in twenty twenty two. They don't uh, do many of them. Right, right. And I don't. You guys, had, you hadn't done anything before together, had you? No, we always, we always, yo, we going uh, yeah. You know, um, yeah. You know, I was, I was, I was, I was glad to get, I was glad to get that because Payne, you a hip hop head, and you know, you can we, we can count on one hand how many features he's done, right? Outside of his initial click, yeah. You no, know, I'm not a Native Tongues member, right? right. Um, but yeah, man. But you I, were in that orbit. Flying High is a really special record. I said, you know. This 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 is the type of beat that I would submit to Daylight. Mm. And um when he heard it, maybe like a week like a week later, he shot me back the verse. You know what I mean? And, and then um, you know, I wrote my part, just built the track up from there. But I'm I'm I, I no, I'm honored to have plug one aboard. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, you know, the other song I wanted to ask you about, too, which very easily sounds like, you know, it could be, um, you know, on Stunts and Blunts is uh, the, uh, hold on, what's the title? Um, yes, yep, that's the one, man. Yo, that honestly sounds like that's been sitting on a disc for some years. Talk to us about that one, both the MC and, and, the, and the production. No, <laughs> the drums that I use. It's a different it's a different drum sample from 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 the one I used 
Got you. You know, on um, fuck what you heard. Got you. It's the same drum pattern. Nice. It's the same pattern, but it's a different. It's a different breakbeat. I chopped them all together, Mm. and and that gives it that feel. And plus, like you know, the way I'm riding it. Yeah. Yeah. Vocally. Yeah, and it. It, it has that quality to it, but it fits as you describe what the rear view means to you as a concept. That makes perfect sense of like, yo, I carry this with me, but I'm doing it differently in 2022. Right. Yeah. Right. Got you. you no, know, come on. Sissy, stay checked. Don't get carried away. Sissy, space sec. Like it. Yeah. Shout out to Carrie. <laughs> yeah, so it's one thing to produce a track originally. But it's another kind of talent to take a track that's already out there and remix it. And you breathe new life into a lot of songs. You know, one of my favorites, personal favorites, Punch, Jump Up to Get Beat Down, the brand new one. Thank you. How do you, re- how do you approach reinventing a record for a remix? Mm. I really don't have no, no secret plan or method, Reg, you know. Um... If I'm doing a remix, took my like as far as me doing a remix, well, okay. Um, I just try to give it new life. You know that that's the purpose of a remix to try to make it better than the original. You know, um, if I do a remix for someone, you know, I might do three. I might do three passes, and live with and live with all three for a week or two before I decide which one I want to turn in. Um, but the punks jump up. The thing about that was I had already did the album version and the and the remix. But um I had some extra time over at a session at Young King, you know, and I had the Lou Donaldson joint with me, had a couple of records. So I just do it together real quick, not even really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Leo Cohen was like, no, this is the version we're going to use for the video. This is the one right here. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's actually three versions of Punk's Jump Up. You know? And um, that reminds me, I, I, you know, I got to hit up WEA for some royalties due to that record. Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> Is the remix in a, like, like that's one of the things, you know, you'll see artists that might add a feature onto it, but the remixes like you and Pete and Premier and a host of others made, you know, Eric Sermon, like those kind of went to the wayside with the 12-inch single. Um, do you ever see, as we talk about things moving in circles and Griselda and these movements, do you ever see the remix like that we know it coming back? I mean, anything is possible. Yeah. Everything runs in a cycle, Jake. Um, it's hard to say, but anything is possible. You know, um, are, are people still doing remixes? <laughs> I like that, but it's funny, though. And I want to ask you, because I remember one time I was hanging out with Evil D. And, you know, the Beat Miners, they, you know, they were making a ton of remixes on the low and just playing them out. You know, and, and they're DJs, you're a DJ. Right. Has there been a time in the last three to five years that that you just for your own pleasure or maybe for playing out as a DJ, you remix something? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Word. No. I was going to say the dilated people joint that I did, but that wasn't a remix. That, that was a straight. That was OG, yeah. Okay. And that's funny too because, you know, honestly, we're talking when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply about generations yeah. i was i was 14 or 15 years old when i heard evidence rap and ag was on the song but he said sometimes i get so hyped i feel like diamond d the best producer on the mic and to watch that lyric on we work the angles go to you guys working together and then you've done some solo stuff i believe with ev 
that's been great to see over the last decade, man. I really have enjoyed that music. We've had Ev on the show. Yo, I appreciate that, man. No doubt. Yeah, I had I had him and I had the Step Brothers. Yep. On, on the um on the Don Peace album, it's Magic. And um, I produced "Let Your Thoughts Flow," or "Let Your Thoughts Flow." Yeah, one one of those songs, one one of those titles. And I'm I was real disappointed because I went to Sound Set in 2019, but I think I missed you by a year. You went out there to Minneapolis and did the festival with uh, my man Mac Miller, rest in peace, and I think Sean Price and Price all there. those guys. Yeah, yeah, Alchemist was there, Joey Badass, Static Selector, good vibes. Brother Ali was there yeah hip-hop needs those kind of gathering grounds especially when there's a stage involved yeah well you know it just had one at rock the bells yeah. did you go up for that nah nah i wasn't there but you know i've, I've been seeing all the posts Shit, yeah. like, it was crazy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. shouts out to ll for even doing that yeah so you know there are dope mcs out there and they're dope producers there are very few people who are truly dope like both do you think you get enough recognition as being one of the GOAT producer MCs? Good question. Um, yes and no. You know, because whenever those conversations come up online, you know, you, you, you'll see my name thrown out in there. Um, but I don't know, Reg. You know, it, it, shit is crazy. Um, but to answer your question, I get you no, know, I get the love, but I don't think it's where it should be. But all artists feel that way. You know what I mean? But all you gotta do is be consistent and your work gonna speak for itself. You know what I mean? So I mean, hey, here I am all this time, still in the game, still putting out music. Yeah. You no, know, I just produced the Tyler Quali Gotham album. I said, you know what? I'm going to let Gotham do what it do. And then, boom, I'm going to smash everybody with my solo album. Right? And I still got the Don Peach 3 on deck. Okay. I'm sitting on 15 joints for that right now. Okay. You know, so, yo, at the end of the day, let your work let your work speak for itself. You know, but I do feel that I am, if not the best, one of the best producers on the mic who writes his own rhymes. Mm. Word. Nobody will ever say they wrote anything for your man D. Squizzy. <laughs> you know, with that said, I, I, I want to ask, you know, because, you know, you, you are a triple threat. MC, producer, DJ. You know, I didn't know that Versus would last this long, um, you know, after the pandemic, but it continues to do great things. I mean, we just celebrated one year since Jadakiss you know, 25 years into his career, had a fire in the stadium moment and yep. really leveled up. You know, I'm always curious for you, as somebody who does three things, <laughs> can there be a versus? Can there be a versus of, of of you against another triple threat like that where it can be like American Gladiator of do one thing, do another thing, do another thing? Well, 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 well name, name some triple threats. <laughs> Large professor. I know his home team, but finesse. And I don't see the funny thing is, is I don't know if Eric DJs or not. I've never seen that. I'm sure he does, but you know, Eric Sermon? Yeah. And Pete. Uh, yeah, you know, Pete, all, listen. Pete. All all producers started out DJing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a fact. Yeah. Dre, Pete Rock. Yeah, there's a few. But I'm just saying, if the phone rings and you Got the call. Are you are you up for a full triple threat display, especially given what you're telling Reggie and I about just oh, your reinvigoration? No question. No question. Okay. You no, know, we can rock the beats. You know, we can rock the rhymes. You know, and then I'm gonna get on the 45s and show you what I do on the 45s. Yeah. Not on Serato. Yeah. That's it. So we talked about the impact you had on careers, right? Joe, Joe articulated that very well. Uh, I want to talk about the impact you've had on record labels. And I, I, don't, I don't even know if you framed it this way, but I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do what Joe did, right? Because uh, some of my favorite records of all time in hip-hop are, are from one label, all of which were produced by you. So um, The Light and The Truth, 
Pharaoh March, Hip Hop, Most Death, and the joint you did on Sound Bombing 2, all from Rockers Records. So, can you talk about that? Can you talk about that era and working with Rockets and like, you know, that, that whole impact that you had on that label? You know, Rockets, one thing about Rockets, they know they always did good business. Mm. You know, when they say they're going to pay you, they're going to pay you. You know, your royalties, your mechanicals, your advance, whatever it was. Jared and Bryant, they, they, they ran a good ship up there. Um, I had I already had a relationship with Most Death because when he was in that group, Urban, th- um, th- what is it? UTD. I forgot. Urban what Thermodynamics. Yeah. My bad. I had produced that single. This is before he went solo. You know, most said, "Yo, you know, I love the intro to your Stunts, Blunts, and Hip Hop album." You know, can you make that beat for us? I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Fuck it. You know, and Patrick Moxie was his manager at the time. No, he wasn't his manager. He was signed to Patrick Moxie's record label. Patrick Moxie was managing Premier at this time and Gangstar. Anyway, I'm just giving you the premise of of the backstory to how me and Most Def, you know, we had clicked up originally before he was even signed to Ruckus. You know, and of course, you know, the work I did with Pharaoh Monch, um, the Sound Bombing 2 album, when it, you know, when it rains, it pours. Um, the joint I did on the Beat Miners album. Yeah. So, Raucous was just, it was just that place. You know, it, it was a moment in hip hop, you know, where a small indie label, you know, was putting out music competing with the big boys. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, speaking of big boys, uh, I think anybody who knows your catalog knows that you also produced the title track for one of the biggest albums in hip hop history, which was the score. Right. Uh, did you have any idea that project was going to blow up the way that it did? Um, in the studio making it, none, none of us did. They were coming off that flop, that first mm-hmm. album. But that Salam Remy remix saved them. That's right. You're both shaking your head. That's the power of the remix. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and no, no, no shade. Yeah. You know. So um, no, none of us had no idea, but we knew that we had good music. You know, aside from my track, the album as a whole, you know, it, it, it had good music on. It. Mm-hmm. You know, and um. I was glad to be a part of that process. Yeah, you put this record too. You can put that record on now. It goes. It put me on to. Uh, I never know how to say the group's name, but Simon Day is that right? Am I saying it right? Yes, Samandi. Samandi, and and they're coming to Philly next month, and I'm gonna go see them. So they're still on the road doing it. You know. That's right. I know they all look good from that money they got from Sony. <laughs> word, word, yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> As we talk about artists, you know, this week, yesterday, Open Mike Eagle dropped a joint um, that you produced. And I see that you have two or three on his album. I got to say, I mean, you know, over the years, you know, there's artists that you work with that sometimes surprise me. Um, That one I didn't see coming. And Mike is somebody I really enjoyed. Tell me how you two clicked up. Because I'm dying to hear the other two now. You know, Mike was on Talib Kweli's podcast. Okay. And Gotham had just dropped. And um Talib asked him about his, you know, about some of his favorite producers, and he and, and he threw my name in there. You know, and he was like, yo, you know, the one thing I like about Diamond D, da, 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 you know, so eventually we connected on social media. Hmm. You know, and um he said, Yo, let's work. Yeah. You know, so I told him what I needed. And he was like, all right, no problem. And then, you know, it, it was it was as simple as that. You know, Mike straight up, you know, I, I wasn't too familiar with him. Mm-hmm. But then when I went back and listened to his shit, I was like, oh, nah, he can spit. Yeah. You know, Mike, Mike, Mike's a spitter. You know, but um, again, you know, just working with newer artists, 
you know, but they allow you to, to still be you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're coming, they're coming to you for that sound. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. Maybe no. Maybe Mike liked what he heard on the Gotham album. Mm-hmm. On top of you know whatever I've done in the past. You know, He's so. definitely an MC who's got something to say too. Got a real MC. yeah, yeah. No, I, mad intelligent too. Yeah, yeah. So you've accomplished so much over your career. You know, you produce classic records. You've worked with legends. What motivates you today? I'm still a fan. I'm still a fan, Reg. You know, um, you know, and you know, I'm, 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 I'm still, I'm still that dude who, you know, wants, wants to, wants to get these beats out. Mm-hmm. You know, even now, you know, I got, you know, I got a whole album with me rhyming. You know, and, and as I sit here with you today, you know, I, I, when I, when I get off with you, I'm, I'm gonna work on the beat. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, um, every day. You know, yeah. I mean, Red, you know it, it, it's a blessing. You know? That's wonderful, man. I remember the last time I saw you, I told you I might even sent you a photo. I know you've seen it, but I, uh, I'll, you know, there's a a dope DITC mural uh, mural in the South Bronx. Yeah. You know, right across from where you grew up. It's got all your names on it. And, you know, I just want to ask you, you know, August is Hip Hop Month. That's the month that we all as heads celebrate the birthday. You grew up in the backyard. You were literally had a front row seat to the action. What you have a memory of when you first got the bug, like seeing it up close and personal. I know you mentioned Jazzy J a moment ago. Nah. Before J, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you when I fell in love with hip hop which is crazy, but um, as a little kid, you know, I'm 10 years old, I would go to the jams, you know, right in my neighborhood and see dudes like Grand Wizard did or, you know, like fucking walking distance. Mm. So I would stand by the ropes all day and just try to look at album covers of these records they were playing with these drum beats on them. You know what I mean? And you know, that's that's really what drew me into hip hop. There was this one record called Blow Your Head by the JBs. You know, it's the sample that on Public Enemy used for Public Public Enemy number one. And um I remember being a, a little kid, and you know, Theodore would play that and I would just lose my fucking mind, yo. And I can honestly say since ten years old I've been looking for records with little drum parts on it. Just because of moments like that, that you know, I still, I still remember. Mm. So it, it, it's crazy, crazy. So the album is out on Diamond Mine. You know how how great does it feel to control your own destiny? Well, I mean, if you've been in the game as long as I have. You know, whatever you do should be on your own record label. You ain't learned that yet. You know the fuck are you doing? You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> somebody like me you know I have a following um, or, I, or I need is distribution you know working with Ghazi over at Empire you know, that's been good Ghazi is fair you know what I mean they pay, they pay when they're supposed to pay um, but yeah you know if you've been in the game as long as I have you know all you need is, all you need is, is distribution you know, so I got my digital going through Empire, got my physical going through Fat Beats. Never want to keep everything in one basket. That's a little game for a lot of, you know, a lot of young artists who might want to start their own record label someday. You know, if you can if you can help it, have your digital one place and your physical if you're going to do any at all. A lot of artists are all digital. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, people don't wake up and go, yo, I'm going to the record store. Um, but vinyl has been on the rise the past couple of years. The only, people buy vinyl just for collectors, you know. But you know, if you got good product, you can sell vinyl thirty dollars a record. You know, you press up five thousand of them, you know, and that, that can go in a month. That's short mm-hmm. money to some people. But if you are independent, I mean, you know, hey, fuck, are we talking about? You know. Um, yeah, 
That's, I mean, you and Showbiz, I mean, the whole DITC helped Fat Beats transition from a record store to a label with vinyl. So it's great to see that relationship still lasting, you know, even as they, they're figuring their own way out. I know they got the store in L.A. now. Yeah. But um, that's great to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Joe, he's always been fair. You know what I mean? Like you said, you know, we, we go back a number of years. So if it's not broke, we ain't got to fix it. All you got to do is just have the product. Yeah. You know, um, let me ask, let me ask you, let me ask you a question, Jake. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with any of the titles, but, um, what's the standout track on the album to you? I got it right here, Diamond. Um, so I told you, you know, Flying High checks a box for me that I've always wanted to see. The two of you, it's different than I would expect on paper. I think for that, that nostalgic aspect, you know, I really, um, I really like the man Swift. But the funny thing is, is nostalgic ain't even necessarily the right word. It's it's legacy, but the it's like the way it feels. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's like watching. Uh, yeah, it's like like I'm trying to think of a good analogy here, but I enjoy that one a lot. Um, you really, you know, you brought a lot of artists into the game over the years. I really do like Ashton. You know, yeah. I was honestly surprised to hear that that's an Atlanta connection because I thought you might even tell me BX again. Yeah. Um, those are the two, and I, I do like the title track a lot. Well, that's what's up. I appreciate that. No doubt. Yeah, for me, uh, you know, life is what you make it mm. in my life. Um, I love the joint with Poss, you know, flying high. My favorite beat on the album is Ooh. Ah, nice. Yeah. Super, super tough. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> love that. <laughs> so, yeah. What's up, Red? But, yo, it, it, it was a privilege to, to be able to get this early. I've banged it several times. It's a privilege to have you on the show. You know, um, the album, the rear view, out August 19th on all streaming platforms, vinyl, awesome. all physical copy. Uh, Diamond D, anything else you want to tell the people? Um, Yo, support, cop the album, got the CDs, got the vinyls, you know what I mean? And um, look out for the Down Piece 3. We're going to keep it moving. I got 15 joints. I just got a joint from Be Real today. Nice. You know what I mean? My album ain't even dropped yet, and I'm I'm still working on the fucking three. That's just how my mind works. You know what I mean? But I want everybody to know, I feel like this is one of my best albums lyrically. Um, you a Diamond D fan, you're going to love it. If you're just on board, yo, come aboard and just enjoy the ride. I co-sign that 100%. For sure. Yeah, Diamond. You mean, you mean so much to the culture. You mean so much to both of us and the Ambrosia for Heads. Thank you for your support, man. I look forward to speaking with you again, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, fellas. Likewise, man. All All right. As you were. Peace.